History, love it. Learning from history, love it. Longing for the good old days, eh, not so much. Hey friends, welcome to the Press Club C Podcast. I'm Ray Keating. In this 87th episode, we're going to talk about Paul McCartney and his Got Back Tour, and we're going to talk about the movie Top Gun Maverick. Um, and why neither is truly about nostalgia, nor the so-called good old days. But before we get into this, let's quickly answer that key question once once more. What the heck is the Press Club C anyway? Each letter stands for stuff we talk about during various episodes. P is for politics. R is for religion, mainly Christianity. E is for economics. S is for sports. That second S is for stories, books and writing, my own books, other books author interviews, fiction, nonfiction, etc. C is for culture, pop culture, and otherwise life. Uh, L is for life, the big catch-all. U is for understanding, lessons, for example, in history, uh, economics, and so on. And B is for business and entrepreneurship. And that final C in Press Club, C is for conservative. Why? Because I am one. And since we have to define ourselves very clearly these days, as I've said before, I'm a Reagan, Kemp, Buckley, Coolidge, Lincoln, Madisonian kind of conservative. Before we get started, please, I hope you consider uh, my two new books that are out. First on the fiction front, Cathedral and Alliance of St. Michael novel. It's actually my 16th work of fiction. I've written 15 Pastor Stephen Grant novels. And this, Cathedral, is the first in the Alliance of St. Michael series. So what's it about? The Alliance of St. Michael brings together men and women with varied backgrounds and talents to work covertly against the two most significant threats to Christianity and civilization at the dawn of the 1930s, communism and fascism. So yes, this is historical fiction. And in Moscow, the Cathedral of Christ the Savior is going to be obliterated to make way for the Palace of the Soviets. The Alliance readies itself for its mission, its first mission, it has to find and salvage a rare item of great significance from the cathedral before the building is lost. The second book is on the nonfiction front. <clears throat> that is The Weekly Economist, 52 Quick Reads to Help You Think Like an Economist. The book addresses the following question. If you don't have a degree in economics, how do you figure out what actually makes economic sense and what doesn't? Good question, I think. Whether via... CNBC or CNN or Fox or various websites or other outlets, assertions regarding the economy and economic policy are made and people are left wondering what's accurate and what's not. Or perhaps even worse, they just accept without much question what they heard, even when declarations are contradictory. And of course, and unfortunately, politics infests and distorts what is put forth about the economy and policy. So the Weekly Economist offers quick reads on topics essential to thinking clearly on economics or applying sound economic principles to hot topics. If readers, as I like to point out, and the way the book is formatted, if readers were to just take a few minutes each week to read one of the 52 quick essays, then by the end of a year, they would have a better understanding of economics and how to think more like an economist. And yes, that would be a good thing. By the way, signed books 
uh, are available at raykeatingonline.com. Paperbacks, hardcovers, and Kindle editions over at amazon.com. I appreciate your consideration. So let's get to our topic for this episode. Um, I love history. Okay. I love learning from history. I think it's invaluable. I don't though, there's a difference between loving history and longing for the good old days, right? I don't particularly like when people talk about the good old days, you know, my first question is, were they actually all that good? <laughs> um, and I've, I've become less of a fan <clears throat> of the word nostalgia. I don't mind it, but when you look at the definition and uh, it's that, you know, it's, it, it's actually coming to, I, I don't like, um, again, this longing for the past. I think it's kind of sad. And that's what nostalgia, if you look at the definition, essentially is. It's a sentimental longing uh, for the past. So, again, though, at the same time, I'm fascinated by the past. I love history. Um, again, <laughs> you know, I just published a, a piece of historical fiction, Cathedral. Again, an Alliance of St. Michael novel. That's set in the early 1930s. So, so what's the deal here, Ray? Um, again, I love learning from the past. I love finding people, moments, and things from history that offer insights and value. Um, and they inform people today so, they, uh, so that they too can learn and gain appreciation. Now, having said this, um, rare moments occur when someone or something great from the past actually builds on those experiences or, or accomplishments to, um, to raise something current uh, to an even higher level in certain ways. Um, and, and actually this happened, I saw this happen uh, a couple of times over in, actually I'm recording this um on June 24th, this happened last month in May, both of these situations, right? So first I saw Paul McCartney in his got back tour. Now that, that tour just ended on uh, June 16th. I saw him on May 28th at the camping world stadium in, in Orlando, Florida. So I was excited, right? To see one of the true greats of rock and roll. Um, by the way, the man just turned 80. So he was, <laughs> he was almost 80 when he was doing this. And by the way, little tidbit here, which I did not know, Paul McCartney, right? And Brian Wilson, the genius behind the Beach Boys. Now here are the two, two of the greatest, if not the greatest rock and roll songwriters in history. They were born two days apart, which I had no idea. They were both born, um, <clears throat> in 1942 one on June 18th and one on June 20th. So that's pretty wild. Anyway, uh, I digress. So I was excited to see um, Paul McCartney, but I really didn't know, to be honest, what to expect. Again, man is now 80. He was just 79 when I saw him. So I tempered my expectations heading into the concert, right? No matter what, I was just like, I am glad to be able to see Paul McCartney live in concert. And that would be enough. And <clears throat> I got into that concert and it, it was time to throw all those things out the window. It, I was blown away. Um, the music, 
you know, the music in and of itself, of course, is awesome, but it was performed so well. And it largely because of, not largely, because of McCartney's abilities. Uh, again, it's 79 and now 80. His voice was strong. Um, his guitar playing and, and piano playing were, were, were spot on. Um, and the entire show was just sensational. Um, uh, you know, so you, th- you, you throw into the mix his history as a, again, great songwriter and Beatle, um, and, and he, as, as well as the fact that he, he sprinkled in some wonderful stories throughout the night and some tips of the hat or bows to the likes of John Lennon and George Harrison. Um, it was just, again, fantastic experience. And <clears throat> it was clear that, uh, the, Paul McCartney is a humble guy. I mean, when you, when I saw him in concert, there was no way that stuff that he presented was contrived or anything like that. Um, he appreciate you got the message that he appreciated being there performing. He appreciated the audience and he appreciated all these great people that he worked with over the years. So <clears throat> this was a, um, a celebration of McCartney's career Yes, it was a recognition of his his past skills. Yes, but it was also a recognition of his current skills, uh, and a, a very much a, a top notch uh, concert. In fact, it's hard for me to you know I was thinking about this and I wrote about it. Um, hard for me to think of a better concert. There may have been, but this certainly ranks among the very very best concerts. I ever attended, you know, and, and when you go to something like this and, you know, for your entire lifetime, <clears throat> you enjoy, I enjoyed and love songs like Junior's Farm and Love Me Do and Obladi Oblada and Band on the Run and so on. Um, and McCartney and his current band played those all superbly um, as they did with the rest of the, uh, you know, a lengthy playlist. This show went for more than two and a half hours. Um, and then there were, there were, but there's a couple of points at any concert if it's really powerful where you're like, whoa. And um, there was the three song close to their main set list. Um, it was a beautiful rendition of Let It Be. And all of a sudden he shifted gears and, and did uh, Live and Let Die amidst fire and fireworks, literally fire and fireworks. Um, and then, boom, the cell phone lights filled the stadium to Hey Jude. Um, so that was just a fantastic experience. Um, and you toss in an excellent encore, and this was, you know, this concert was sublime. Um, it was good stuff. And uh, music has a, a powerful pull on people, I think. It certainly does on me. I mean, I can, I can be working away in the office and, you know, put on certain music, and my mood is immediately changed. Um, I need some energy. I put on certain music. And boom, I've got a bit of energy. So, or I, you know, you, you want to tap into a certain mindset or, or a set of feelings or so on. And music can help you do all of that. Uh, and when you have somebody, one of the greats like Paul McCartney in concert doing it, it's, it's just great, great stuff. So that's part one of my, um, my, my experience here. So could there be more, you know, could there be more? And a few nights later, I had um, a very different, right? Not music, not a concert experience, but yet it was also similar. 
and it was in a movie theater. So I'm going to talk about Top Gun, and, and this movie um, is amazing. Here we are. This movie opened, uh, I believe, on May 27th. I'm recording on May on June 24th. This is a Friday morning, heading into a weekend. Last weekend, I mean, th- this movie is raked in Top Gun Maverick, $913 million, which is, wow, okay, you know, good stuff. This past weekend, which I believe was its fourth weekend out, it pulled in $44 million in its fourth weekend. That is unheard of. So what's the deal with this movie? Well, from my perspective, I mean, listen, I enjoyed Top Gun, the original, when it hit movie theaters back in 1986. But quite frankly, you know, it was never a, a huge favorite of mine. Um, but for some reason, when I would go to see movies leading up to the event, finally the release of Top Gun Maverick, which was delayed due to COVID several times. Uh, I'm going to pause here for a second. I take a a sip of my energy drink. Um, So I'd see these trailers for Top Gun Maverick. You know, again, a sequel. You know, think about this. A sequel coming 36 years after the release of the original. And an original that which I was fine with, but not like woo. But this, the, these, uh, these trailers really captured my imagination. And my anticipation for this movie was only further fueled <clears throat> by what I had read about the film. Right, um, this movie wasn't going to be a green screen CGI uh, escapade or adventure, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, this is going to be actors in the cockpits of jet fighters, along with the actual pilots, of course, uh, real aircraft carriers, and so on. Um, and when I finally saw the movie, uh, you know, usually I, I keep myself in check before I go see a movie, but I, I let my, you know, anticipation grow, if you will, my expectations grow. And guess what? I was not disappointed in any possible way. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, you have to. The flight scenes are nothing less than breathtaking. Um, you know, listen, I've come to expect a lot from Tom Cruise, a Tom Cruise movie in recent years. Um, this did a more, it did more than deliver. It surpassed my expectations. Um, you know, this was, and, and, and it wasn't just the, the action scenes that were done so well. Um, but there was more. This was, again, first and foremost, an action movie, but it had real characters. It was evident that the director, Joseph Kaczynski, the writers, the actors, you know, very much Tom Cruise in the mix there, uh, taking a lead, cared about the story. This had heart. Um, and also, which is always nice for, for movies, it made sense, which is not always the case, um, even given blockbuster movies uh, these days. Um, and there was real weight to the decisions made by the characters and the actions taken by the characters. Um, and it dealt with some, some, um, uh, values, if you want to, for lack of a better word, you know, honor and sacrifice. You know, there, there have been some conservatives say, oh, this is an anti woke movie, which, number one, stop using that stupid term, woke, hate it. Um, but number two is, it's not anti, it's just a good movie. It's kind of like what movies used to be, right? You could walk in, 
whether you were a uh, a Democrat or a Republican or an Independent or a Conservative or a Liberal and just appreciate a movie, and that's Top Gun. It's just a good movie. Um. So, do you, but having said all that, do you have to see the original Top Gun to fully appreciate Top Gun Maverick? It helps, right? But it isn't a hard and fast requirement. Um, the, but the, make no mistake, this this film takes a lot from the 1986 movie, right? But the, this new movie moves beyond it in most ways. Um, and that means, you know, from the characters to the action. Um, Tom Cruise, the director, Kaczynski, and the rest of the cast and crew, they really have ch- achieved what <clears throat> few others have in Hollywood. Um, they took something from the past that was, again, beloved by many. Because, listen, as a sidelight, I went to this movie. I saw this movie twice now. And both times, there were people that were so excited. I mean, their their body was actually shaking or trembling to see this movie, which speaks well of the first movie, right? Um, so that was beloved by many. So, so the, again, these... The filmmakers, the crew, et cetera, they were able to do something rare. They took something from the past that was beloved by many, and they improved upon it. Um, You know, Top Gun Maverick, it's an action movie. It, quite frankly, blows past um, other recent action films. Um, But it's also far superior to the original. And that's hard to say, right? How How many sequels? are superior, and I mean multiple times better than the original. Uh, but that's the case with Top Gun Maverick. So <clears throat> this was a, these were two events, if you will, that I just found fascinating, wanted to talk about a little bit, because, um, you know, from Paul McCartney belting out, get back to Tom Cruise, you know, skimming the treetops in his jet fighter, uh, this was these both th- both of these were far more than mere nostalgia. It was current day greatness um, with a tip of the hat to the past. And you know what? That works pretty well for me. I don't know about you, but it works pretty well for me. Folks, thanks for listening. Your feedback and suggestions are always welcome. Please check out my various endeavors and books. I already mentioned Cathedral. Alliance of St. Michael novel and the Weekly Economist, 52 Quick Reads to Help You Think Like an Economist. Those are the two most recent books. I've got 15, count them, 15 Pastor Stephen Grant thrillers and mysteries. There are more of those coming. Uh, everything's available at Amazon.com. Signed books over at RayKeatingOnline.com. Uh, on the economics front, too, don't, uh, take a look at Free Trade Rocks. I also have a collection of my essays called Behind Enemy Lines. So lots going on on the book front. Uh, if you're interested in Disney, we're, just, we're talking about movie. We talked about a movie here. Um, please check out uh, DisneyBizJournal.com where uh, we do some uh, analysis, news, commentary, and so on relating to that Disney entertainment uh, business. Um, so there's a lot going on. I hope you're uh, dipping your toe into all kinds of things that uh, my podcasts, uh, also other free enterprise in three minutes is another podcast that I do. And I also do the daily dose of Disney. So if you're not sick of me, <laughs> please check out my books and my other podcasts. And thanks so much. And God bless. <laughs>